0: Christ, King of endless glory.
1: The Passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Jesus went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley to where there was a garden into which he and his disciples entered. Judas, his betrayer, also knew the place, because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas got a band of soldiers and guards from the chief priests and the Pharisees and went there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Jesus, knowing everything that was going to happen to him, went out and said to them,
2: Whom are you looking for?
1: They answered him, Jesus the Nazarene. He said to them, I AM. Judas, his betrayer, was also with them. When he said to them, I AM, they turned away and fell to the ground. So he again asked them,
2: Whom are you looking for?
1: They said, Jesus the Nazarene. Jesus answered,
2: I told you that I AM, so if you are looking for me, let these men go.
1: This was to fulfill what he had said, I have not lost any of those you gave me. (laughs) Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it, struck the high priest's slave and cut off his right ear. The slave's name was Malchus. Jesus said to Peter,
2: Put your sword into its scabbard. Shall I not drink the cup that the father gave me?
1: So the band of soldiers, the tribune, and the Jewish guards seized Jesus, bound him, and brought him to Annas first. He was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who had counseled the Jews that it was better that one man should die rather than the people. Simon Peter and another disciple followed Jesus. Now the other disciple was known to the high priest, and he entered the courtyard of the high priest with Jesus, but Peter stood at the gate outside. So the other disciple, the acquaintance of the high priest, went out and spoke to the gatekeeper and brought Peter in. Then the maid, who was the gatekeeper, said to Peter, You are not one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the slaves and the guards were standing around a charcoal fire that they had made because it was cold and were warming themselves. Peter was also standing there keeping warm. The high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his doctrine. Jesus answered him.
2: I have spoken publicly to the world. I have always taught in a synagogue or in the temple area where all the Jews gather. And in secret I have said nothing. Why ask me? Ask those who heard me when I said to them. They know what I said.
1: When he had said this, one of the temple guards standing there struck Jesus and said,
3: Is this the way you answer the high priest?
1: Jesus answered him,
3: If I have
2: spoken wrongly, testify to the wrong. But if I have spoken rightly, why do you strike me?
1: Then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing there keeping warm, and they said to him, You are not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the slaves of the high priest, a relative of the one whose ear Peter had cut off, said,
0: Didn't I see you?
1: Again Peter denied it, and immediately the cock crowed. Then they brought Jesus from Caiaphas to the praetorium. It was morning, and they themselves did not enter the praetorium in order not to be defiled so that they could eat the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and said
3: What charge do you bring against this man?
1: They answered and said to him. If you are At this, Pilate said to them,
3: Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law.
1: The Jews answered him,
3: We do not
2: have the right to execute anyone.
1: In order that the word of Jesus might be fulfilled, that he said, indicating the kind of death, he would die. So Pilate went back into the praetorium and summoned Jesus and said to him,
3: Are you the king of the Jews?
1: Jesus answered, Do
2: you say this on your own, or have others told you
3: about me?
1: Pilate answered,
3: I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done?
1: Jesus answered,
2: My kingdom does not belong to this world. If my kingdom did belong to this world, my attendants would be fighting to keep me from being handed
3: over to the Jews. But as it
2: is, my kingdom is not
1: here. So Pilate said to him,
3: Then are you a king?
1: Jesus answered,
2: You say I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my
3: voice.
1: Pilate said to him,
3: What is truth?
1: When he had said this, he again went out to the Jews and said to them,
3: I find no guilt in him, but you have a custom that I release one prisoner to you at Passover. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews?
1: They cried out again. Not this one, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a revolutionary. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him scourged. And the soldiers wove a crown out of thorns and placed it on his head and clothed him in a purple cloak. And they came to him and said, king of the Jews. And they struck him repeatedly. Once more Pilate went out and said to them,
3: Look, I am bringing him out to you so that you may know I find no guilt in him.
1: So Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple cloak, and he said to them,
3: Behold, the man.
1: When the chief priests and the guards saw him, they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them,
3: Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no guilt in him.
1: The Jews answered,
2: We have a law, and according to that law he ought to die because he made himself the Son
1: of God. Now when Pilate heard this statement, he became even more afraid and went back into the praetorium and said to Jesus,
3: Where are you from?
1: Jesus did not answer him. So Pilate said to him,
3: Do you not speak to me? Do you not know that I have power to release you and I have power to crucify you?
1: Jesus answered him,
2: You would have no power over me if it had not been given to you from above. For this reason, the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin.
1: Consequently, Pilate tried to release him, but the Jews cried out. If you
2: release him, you are not
1: When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and seated him on the judge's bench in the place called Stone Pavement, in Hebrew, Gabbatha. It was preparation day for Passover, and it was about noon. And he said to the Jews,
3: Behold, your king.
1: They cried out,
2: Take him away,
3: take him away, crucify him.
1: Pilate said to them,
3: Shall I crucify your king?
1: The chief priest answered, We
3: have no king but Caesar.
1: Then they handed him over to be crucified. So they took Jesus and carrying the cross himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull in Hebrew, Golgotha. There they crucified him and with him two others, one on either side with Jesus in the middle. Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross, it read, Jesus the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. Now many of the Jews read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate,
2: Do not write the King of the Jews, but as he said, I am the King of the
1: Jews. Pilate answered,
3: What I have written, I have written.
1: When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four shares, a share for each soldier. They also took his tunic, but the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top down. So they said to one another, Let's
2: not tear it,
3: but cast lots for it, to see whose it will be.
1: In order that the passage of scripture might be fulfilled that says, They divided my garments among them, and for my vesture they cast lots. This is what the soldiers did. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother,
2: Woman, behold your son.
1: Then he said to the disciple,
2: Behold your mother.
1: And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. After this, aware that everything was now finished in order that scripture might be fulfilled, Jesus said,
2: I thirst.
1: There was a vessel filled with common wine, so they put a sponge soaked in wine on a sprig of hyssop and put it up to his mouth. When Jesus had taken the wine, he said,
2: It is finished.
1: And bowing his head, he handed over the spirit. Now, since it was preparation day, in order that the bodies might not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath day of the week was a solemn one, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs be broken and that they be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and then of the other one who was crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs but one soldier thrust his lance into his side and immediately blood and water flowed out. An eyewitness has testified and his testimony is true. He knows that he is speaking the truth so that you may also come to believe. For this happens so that the scripture passage might be fulfilled, not a bone of it will be broken. And again, another passage says, they will look upon him whom they have pierced.
0: After this, Joseph of Arimathea, secretly a disciple of Jesus, for fear of the Jews, Asked Pilate if he could remember who had first come to him at night also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes weighing about one hundred pounds. They took the body of Jesus and bound it with burial cloths along with the spices according to the Jewish burial custom. Now in the place where he had been crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been buried. So they laid Jesus, us there, because of the Jewish preparation day, for the tomb was close by.
2: The Gospel of the Lord. Each Holy Week, we begin and listen to a passion account from one of the first three Gospels. This past Sunday, we of course heard the passion account as recorded in Matthew's Gospel. Next year, it'll be Mark, the following year, Luke, and then we'll be back to Matthew again. But on Good Friday, we always hear the passion account from John's Gospel. John's gospel is an interesting gospel on several levels, but one of the things is he is very concerned about the themes of darkness and light. Jesus, of course, being the light of the world. And, of course, he's also concerned most especially in this passion account of the truth. Right before this scene, or right before we started, this account where Jesus and his disciples journey through the Kidron Valley to the Garden of Gethsemane, Judas has already left their party, has already left the light of the upper room, not just the light put off by their lamps in the room, but the light put off by the Christ, the anointed one, Jesus himself. And he goes to execute this betrayal. And in John's Gospel, it's it's Judas is the one who leads them, brings together this band of soldiers. It's interesting because they need light to be able to do this. But they don't rely on the light of the world. They instead rely on their own light's of lanterns and torches to lead the way to this garden so they can arrest Jesus, so that he can betray him. We also have another character that kind of uses the cover of darkness, and that, of course, being Peter. Peter, the one who was so boldly drew his sword in this account, ready to defend Jesus, despite the unsurmountable odds against them, he ends up under the cover of darkness, denying who Jesus was, denying who the light of the world was, and then eventually going off into the darkness to weep bitterly after he realized what he had done. All because he was afraid, afraid of afraid for his own life, just as the other disciples in that ran off into the darkness of the night when those soldiers arrested Jesus. Now we come to the next morning, and the interesting thing about John's Gospel is this protracted dialogue between Pilate and Jesus. Pilate, of course, is the governor of Rome. He is the appointed leader of this province, which includes, of course, Jerusalem. He is the ultimate power there. He controls a legion of soldiers. But because this is during Passover, he probably has another legion as well because of the number of people that, are pil- that have gone on pilgrimage to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover. Passover. He is the final authority. The chief priests know that they need his permission to even put this man to death. And Pilate, of course, is the one, as he tells Jesus, I can set you free, or I can have you crucified. Pilate is aware of his authority. Pilate is, embraces that authority. And yet... When he comes out to speak to Jesus, he is bowled over by this man. He typically, he probably feels like he's coming out to talk to a common criminal, someone who's going to be cowering for his life, pleading, please release me, I don't want to die. But that is not the man that Pilate encounters. He encounters someone who is serene who seems more in control of things than Pilate himself does. Pilate, of course, resorts to violence. He takes Jesus away and has his soldiers beat him and beat him and beat him. They throw a purple cloak on him and mock him as the king and bring him out. Pilate, of course, is hoping that this savage beating will turn the tide and allow him to release this man. But the hearts of the chief priests and the elders are hardened. And instead, they immediately incite the crowd to call for his crucifixion. Pilate once tries one last time, one last time to speak to Jesus. And Jesus serenely stands there, in silence not because he has been beaten down but because he knows this is the path that I must go this is the path I have chosen in that very moment the head of the, the representative of the Emperor himself is more of a slave than the man who has been beaten standing before him About ready to be killed, executed, because the Son of God chose this. There was a reflect a reflection uh, on the Hollow app that talked about the reason why this is not an execution is because the Son of God chose this. He chose this to release people from freedom. He chose this to bring the real light of God into their lives. Pilate couldn't stand to be in that presence. Pilate could not stand to revel in the light of the Son of God. And so he acceded to the demands and sent him off to be crucified. My dear friends, this celebration, each and every Good Friday, isn't just a reminder to us about what the Son of God was willing to do for us, but instead it is about true freedom. Jesus experienced true freedom because he father- followed the will of his Father. Jesus experienced true freedom because he gave up everything, including his life, out of love for us all. This is the kind of freedom that we, his now modern-day disciples, are called to exhibit and to embrace. Not the freedom of power, not the freedom of, of fear, but instead, the freedom of doing the will of God and allowing that to redeem the world. We, none of us, can know why this had to be this way. But because God the Father willed it, and because God the Son chose it, this is the way for us to receive salvation. This is the way for us to embrace freedom, and this is the way for us to be given the gift of eternal life. For all of these reasons, we look to the cross and realize this truly is Good Friday.